Welcome to the official 2023 Glasgow International Comedy Festival podcast. We are rebooted and rebranded and back for another fun series which will give you the lowdown and some of the highlights from this year's upcoming festival. Finding out what makes comics tick and why they think Glasgow is the funniest city in the world. I'm your host, Scott Agnew. I've performed at every single edition of the festival, from the tiniest wee rooms the city has to offer, right the way up to the King's Theatre. Not to mention some of the other venues like the bus into the Toon and on the Glasgow subway. So I know the festival inside out and the folk that make it happen, both behind the scenes and on stage. We'll be hearing from some of the stars of this year's festival, as well as giving you the hints and tips about the lesser-known hot tickets in town. There's some exciting new additions to this year's festival programme, including the inaugural Sir Billy Conley Spirit of Glasgow Award, which will be presented at our first-ever closing gala performance at the King's Theatre on April 2nd. As always, we ask performers at the Glasgow International Comedy Festival for their festival fast fives. It's five questions we've asked uh, about Glasgow and comedy and festival. And your first one today is from Keris Bradley. Hello, Glasgow International Comedy Festival. Uh, my name is Keris Bradley and this year I'm bringing a work in progress of my new show, Not Overthinking Things 2019, which is about quite a lot of things. Uh, it's about my parents' divorce and intrusive thoughts and birthday cake. And there's a lot of dancing and music and audience participation, and we're going to play loads of party games. The last time I visited Glasgow was for my friend's 21st birthday, and there was a Kaylee, so it was excellent. And uh, all of her like cousins were there, and, and they were all doing Kaylee dancing in school, so they were really, really good. And we did the dance where you spin two people around in a circle. And so I was dancing with my friend Richard, who is like well over six foot, and then two of these teenagers. And I was like, oh, I do not want to be spun. And Richard was like, yes, spin me, spin me. And the girl we were dancing with was really on board with this. She was like, yeah, gender is a construct. We don't have to stick to the boy bits and the girl bits. Do what you want. And the poor teenage boy we were dancing with was just like looking at, at Richard and being like, I'm sorry, but your friend is, is massive. He's going to pull the whole thing off balance. Like, I just don't understand mechanically how this can work. But we did we did do it and it was fun and somehow didn't like crash into anybody and wipe out the whole dance floor. Uh, I love the Kellingrove Art Gallery and Museum. I really like how they haven't kept the art and the natural history objects separate, but everything's like blended together, and that's created some really cool imaginative exhibits. Uh, so that's my recommendation for a thing to visit in Glasgow. Okay, my favourite joke does not work on radio, but we'll do it anyway, and then you can just imagine what it looks like. What do you call this? A seagull coming back from a fish and chip shop. Uh, favourite heckle. So in my in my show last year, audience members were only allowed to heckle if they started their heckle by saying, this is a heckle. And in one show, uh, an audience member interrupted my set to make like quite a, a crass joke that wasn't very funny or very good. Um, but another audience member heckled him to ask him if his heckle was a heckle or not, because he didn't say this is a heckle. So their heckle was, this is a heckle. Was that a heckle? And, and uh, everybody enjoyed that a lot. Welcome to the official Glasgow International Comedy Festival podcast 2023. It's time for our feature interview today. We are speaking to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival director, uh, Krista McDonald. This is her kind of first year at the helm. Uh, she did a bit of a dry run last year. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's <laughs> the, see this is this is how you this is how you get the job. You laugh like that. And it's, <laughs> 
innuendos and whatnot, right? <laughs> uh, so we're going to have a chat. Uh, as much as this is her first year at the helm, uh, so to speak, um, she has a long and storied history <laughs> with the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. So we're going to find out a bit about that just now, uh, her thoughts on the festival and involvement over the years. But first of all, welcome to the podcast, uh, Krista. Hello, thank you for having me. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Now, uh, this is this is me. This is this is this is always a weird one because you're now officially the boss, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm now on the spot having to interview the boss. And you're like, right? How cheeky can I be? How cheeky can I not be? Something you've been doing for twenty years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At a bar, <laughs> um, you know, the, the late night events and whatnot. Uh, so no, so yeah, welcome to the podcast. And so explain, explain. So you, you, because the the festival is having a bit of a overhaul, a rebrand, uh, a relaunch, a renaissance. Renaissance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So obviously. Um, after the pandemic, because a bit of a, a kind of change in organisation, and last year. Uh, we had a kind of festival. I don't want to do it down, but obviously it was a much smaller, um, a much smaller scale thing. Uh, and it, well, I think we had ten weeks or something to pull it together. So we ended up with did end up with one hundred twenty six shows, and it was brilliant. And it showed that there was still, you know, still a, a kind of positivity for it and a hunger for it and need for it. And it was lovely to all be back together again. But this is the first, the first kind of proper full scale oh. festival that. Has had longer than ten weeks to. Because <laughs> yeah, because no, there was there was there was something really nice that there was you know right like it was our first chance to do it you know there was still kind of a bit of hangover with restrictions at the start of the year last year and nobody knew whether it could go ahead or no go ahead yeah. and and actually it was quite nice to sort of see you know the comedy community in in Glasgow sort of pull together oh, and yeah. go right let's let's just go for it let's do something let's yeah. see what we've, we've got you know it was really like it was so impressive to be honest to see um like you say the, the comedy community in Glasgow just come together as much as they did and just to throw everything at it like uh -huh. like I say you know I didn't have high expectations to be honest it ended up being 126 shows and the majority of them were people just doing their own thing and just going, how do we make this happen? How do we get involved? And everyone was so proactive about it. And especially after having had such a difficult period, I don't know that there's, I mean, obviously I'm a bit biased, but I'm not sure that there's many areas of the arts that have had a worse time than comedy, yeah. to be honest. But um, and, and certainly not with any of the systematic support that other art forms <laughs> get, which... We will set about changing and make sure yeah. going forward. Um, but uh, to get off my soapbox, thanks. <laughs> get back to the chat. Well, yeah, it was it was amazing. It really was amazing, and I don't. Um, it just it does kind of it kind of epitomised Glasgow for me, and that we seem to do almost better in adversity than we do in normal things, <laughs> um, because we just go. Fuck it, let's go on, mate. Let's go for and, it. And we just don't, we kind of don't really wait for other people to do things for us. We're just used to having to roll our sleeves up and get it done. And it was very much a feeling of that, I think. Oh, well, there is, there's that kind of, uh, yeah, that, that sort of Glaswegian spirit. And there's, I'm not saying, you know, we're all wondering about, but but are singing out with trousers. But, <laughs> but, but there's also, well, you know, we're used to not having very much. Yeah. Uh, so, 
I, so when you've not got very much, there's no hell as much you can then take off people. Yeah, so that, so that resourcefulness and that, I will do it anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, right, we've not got, you know, a big sponsor or a brochure or a website necessarily up and running. We'll just batter on and we'll yeah, do what we can do. And, and and we got it done, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and town, man, everyone really. And it was, I think that was the thing as well, is it was such a feeling of collaboration. Like there was so many people, and even not even just the comedy community, although it was very much led from the front by them, but in a wider sense, you know, the hospitality industry. And but to a man, it was the the kind of it was the folk that had been affected the most negatively uh -huh. of, that were that were just yep. you know really. I was really surprised, and and you know, it was actually quite emotional to be honest. The amount of people that were willing to commit the little resources that they had in a, in a really unknown situation, whether there was a, it was their time and their talent from uh -huh. the comedians or their spaces, their staff from, from venues, from bars. And uh, everyone just really came together on it. And I, and I, and it's lovely because it's actually really paved the way for the way that I would like the festival to go going forward. forward a lot yeah. is, to, is to be that. And, you know, Glasgow is the funniest city in the world. I challenge any day to disagree with me. No one's disagreed with me yet. <laughs> but then maybe they wouldn't disagree with me. Maybe wouldn't disagree with my face. But, um, I, you know, is it, is, it Kevin, is it Bridges that does that joke? You know, simultaneously, the funniest and the scariest city in the world. So, <laughs> I no, they'll not take you on. <laughs> just, they will just agree. Just, yeah, just force it through. <laughs> force it through. But, it, but it, you know, it is true. And I think for, for me, a big thing for the festival going forward is to make sure that we're spotlighting and amplifying the the comedy and the humour that's in this city all the time. Like the festival doesn't create that man. We just no. need to put the big light on. We don't need to <laughs> that's it. Right. We're, we're lucky at most festivals have to import the majority yeah. of their talent. You know, we can we just import the ones that can keep up with the ones that are already here. You yeah. Know? And and that's and that is was always, you know, so heartening, you know, and 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 you, you know in, in previous years festivals, you know, you get international acts that come over and I think we're used to sort of turning up and being, you know, the big shot of the yeah. you know I don't want to name names but <laughs> yeah. but they can, you know, but they but they see the reaction that you know, they, they see the the reaction that Glasgow audiences give Glasgow acts. Yeah. And they go, No, I need to be on my game. Yeah. You know, they, they so which is, you know, it's a it's kind of double benefit for us mm -hmm. because we get to then see the best at their best, yeah, you know, because they really need to and be. They phone it in for sure. They don't get a chance to, yeah, you know, exactly. And to, but to be fair, I, I think the thing that the other thing I like about Glasgow audiences, though, as much as they absolutely do respond well to their own, of course they do. But they're not parochial, though. Like they're no. not, <clears throat> and you know, if you get it right. Like you, you'll be their favorite forever, no matter where you're from. Like it's not like oh, that, I mean, <laughs> but it's like, but you do have to bring it. As like you know, Dion Owen, who's a, a Canadian comedian that's coming over. I think he's on at the Griffin, but he's also doing in the the kind of community cycling projects that we'll have maybe chat a bit about that later. But we've got some community community cycling comedian led cycles right. going on in the community, mostly up in Lamhill. Okay, and he so he does community cycling and he cycles from festival to festival. But he's a comedian, and he he's on at the Griffin. And he when I was on the phone to him about about that event, he was saying, "Oh, you know." Um, 
I just got a great bit of advice and it's always stood me in good stead, which is just, if you want, as an outsider, if you want to have a good gig in Glasgow, you just have to accept half the room's funnier than you. (laughs) You You'll be funny, like, as long as you're just all right Uh with that. Just just roll with it, you know. Just go with it and to know and raise your game. And and I think that's true and it's quite nice to hear it, you know, confirmed by a a visitor, you know. Oh, well, as as I remember seeing, you know, quite a posh boy, uh, from down south on stage. It was downstairs in Maggie Mays. It was quite late at night. Is there, is there posh boy comedians from down south? There are. Apparently there are. One or two. Um, and uh, now I'm, I'm going to get this quote wrong, right? But because I'm, I'm going to ascribe it to the wrong I'm going to ascribe it to the wrong person. Um, but, you know, they were trying to, you know, be quite smart. It's a late night drunk yeah, Glasgow yeah. audience in Maggie Mays downstairs in the basement and this you know this posh boy's going you know and you know it was uh, Confucius who said I think therefore I am right <laughs> which I think was the wrong way and this guy went no it wasn't I think you'll find that was Nietzsche right <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and the guy in the audience was right I might, I might have got that the wrong way around I mean Nietzsche that said he quoted Nietzsche and Confucius but I know it's just like that's Glasgow yeah. you know that is a problem because not only are they no scared to take you on and be funny? They're really smart as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you need to watch. You need to be really sure yourself. I know. You just because we've, we've got that kind of great sort of tradition of that sort of self-educated yeah. sort of say drinking background, yeah, but they, they know how to sort of go through a, a thing and learn and absorb information and then fire it back at you and. Like a bullet, you know. But again, doing it for yourself because no one else is coming to do it. Exactly. You know, like mm-hmm. no one else is coming to tell you what you need to know. So you just go and find out for yourself. <laughs> that's that's you know, that's the option, right? And there is. I mean, like I think that's what's really interesting about that kind of. I don't. I don't like using working class. I don't know what it means anymore. I think there's like about <clears throat> eight different parts of, of working class of things as a catch-all, especially in Glasgow. I don't know. It's particularly useful, but from you know, if you think about you know families and certainly the men in my family that i knew that worked in the shipyards for uh-huh. example right um like and it, you know it, it, for my family like my mum's dad uh he was one of like eight or whatever so you had a couple spare so one went to be a priest and one went to be a nun because you couldn't feed them <laughs> that was the kind of way it went you just get them out the door but he you know so my mum's dad had went and studied in like notre dame you know when he was training to be a priest he, he kind of bumped it to marry my granny when he met her but, uh, <laughs> but up to that you know he trained in the notre dame and, and so that is yes for us but you know and he was artistic and he was you know really really clever man right. by anybody's standard uh-huh. but you know he was I mean, then he was a truant officer for the school with the education board you know because your station didn't let you be anything else but it's it's mental to think what those people could have yeah. done for the world or been in the world if mm. they had just had that space uh, yeah I know, and then there's that uh, where where does that opportunity yeah, and it's all it's the opportunity, you know. Yeah. You're smart enough, yeah. but the opportunity never comes along for you to sort of jump in. And also, I think it's to take it. And this is what I've. This is a, a weird thing I find, not a weird thing, but a kind of correlation, if you like, between comedy and and that kind of sense of being a, a kind of d- disadvantaged from opportunity in the way that a lot of Glaswegians are or, or have been, is that they almost come to believe in the same way that. You know, comedians to me are artists. Right. They're absolutely artists. I don't know a, com- a comedian that would self-identify as an artist. 
you know? No. Because it just doesn't occur to you that that is what you're, what you're due to be called. God. Because you are, right? <clears throat> but in the same way, it would never have occurred to people like my grandpa, my uncle Danny, worked in the Arrows, as a plate myself part, do you know what I mean? For, like, it would never have occurred to them that they were doing anything else. Uh-huh. I know. And, I, and it's, I know. how do you change that? I don't know. What, what, that expectation what was it? you it was, have for yourself. It was kind of odd when I was, but then, because I'm a, by trade, a journalist. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, but whilst I was working in newspapers, uh, and and even on the press card, I refused to actually have the word journalist. I picked reporter. Right? Mm-hmm. I considered myself a reporter because, oh, well, I'm just reporting the news, do you know? I didn't see what I was doing as journalism. Yeah. I've only ever referred to myself as a journalist since I came out of it, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, but with that, when you say about the thing about, and that, that that was a well, you know, somebody at the BBC is a journalist. You yeah. know, I was one of the role than a former reporter. You know, and uh, but that's th- the down, a wee downside of being Glasgow, right? And yeah. the of Glasgow is it doesn't do to get ideas of everything. Does it do it blow your own trumpet? Uh, that? And that's the thing that, as much as I I am like that as well, and I and I get it, and it is very Glaswegian. Like I would love to change that somehow because it deserves to blow its own trumpet do you know what I mean and probably like comedy deserves to blow its own trumpet and you know there's I, I'm kind of a bit sick of comedy being kept in its box and kept in its place the way I'm a wee bit sick of Glasgow yep being treated, and being treated like that as well you know so that's I that, that's not a lot of that, comedy there so no, 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 <laughs> a lot of Glasgow right no, there's a lot of Glasgow that, that, that's that's yeah, that's the bit. See the Glasgow stuff. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, we can we get into the dirty gritty in this podcast. Yeah. We're, we're, no, we're not scared. It's all is interesting. No, we're all right. Do you know what I mean? Um, but no, no, the, but that is that is a thing. There's, which is interesting about comedy and Glasgow that it does have that similar mindset that it, it sees itself as a wee bit kind of lesser and it sort of um, you know, does they feel as if it should get out its its place a wee right. bit? Um, I think I think I think the city generally has got a bit more confidence than it's ever had. Do you know? Yeah. Um, before before I start, so I just moaning about certain outlets. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so but yeah, no, I mean, I think this, I think the city does. It feels like it's coming back. You know, and like we were saying earlier, I think it does do well after periods of adversity, and so does creativity. And I, and I think some of the the kind of talent and everything that's around just now in in our in our field is so impressive. And even like you know, people that we know are really talented, but new work that's coming from their movies are doing work. I mean, it's the same after period of adversity. There always is a big burst of creativity, and I think it's going to be really really exciting. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm not expecting comedians to. To blow their own trumpet in the Glasgow comedy community to blow their own trumpet because it's not doesn't come naturally. But that's what I'm here for. Then well, that's, that's and, what we're here well, for. That, yes, well, well, that's 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 why comedians sort of need people like you because I have a general rule of thumb that any comedian that blows their own trumpet really, really loud is <laughs> generally not very good. So, well, particularly if they do it early in their career. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, well, fair enough. Fair enough. With the get you know to to the sort of. You know, to, when they've got a track record, you go right. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I get 
Again, the nature of the world is changing. That you know, promo uh, baby. To, to, yeah, self promo. <laughs> as 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 an old journalism writer taught me, you know, shy buggers get now. Um, so well, shy beers, shy beers don't get sweeties. Aye, that was his. I was he was for Yorkshire, so yeah, he was uh, <laughs> shy, shy buggers get out. Yeah, you know, yeah, very true. So. Very true. so as much as this, I've actually put that phrase "shy bears don't get sweeties" in an e- a cold call email to a sponsor last year. <laughs> just I, I was literally, I was literally just shitting off emails, going, "I don't even care. I'm just going to like contact yep. people direct to go. Sorry for being so forward, <laughs> you know, chief operating officer of yep. Mega Com. Uh, yeah, but shy bears don't get sweeties. So, so do you fancy giving us some prep? <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly, the morning of the press call. Which months later, and and I thought it was to do with the launch, like uh-huh. the press call and stuff. But actually, we were at the press call, so none of that stuff had happened. So had happened. Yeah, so he's just and he heard I get an email back going, I'm, I know a lot of time has passed, but is there any chance we can talk about this? <laughs> I am a bit busy today. I'll see if I can fit you. Uh, <laughs> So, as much as this is your first year at the helm, you have been involved with the festival uh, as well as an independent producer. Yeah, from from day dot, and also on the steering group yeah, when, when it was yeah. the original steering group, which is yeah. going back to two thousand and two. It was, um, and I was so at that point I was the venue manager at Cotiers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no. It was my kind of first job out of uni. I'd worked there as a volunteer usher, funnily enough, while I was at uni. And then I think maybe three weeks before my finals or something, the, the manager, it's a charitable trust that owns and runs Cotiers. Oh. So, like... It was only really like the manager and the tech at the time were paid members of staff. Everybody else was voluntary. And uh, so the manager, who kind of did everything, left. And they said, oh, would you do it? <laughs> so I was like, okay. So right. I had to work 40 hours, like two weeks before my, my finals and worked through that. And then uh, at, at the time, like when we started the course, it was kind of, you know, the Partick players were in twice a week, which was lovely. But yeah. I mean, I think capacity use was at 20% or something like that. And, he, and then we kind of started working with people like CPL and Bird Hold Fast Entertainment now on the cat house in the garage. Okay, nice. uh, DF got searched regular was everybody to just build it up and we ended up at kind of 80% capacity. And it was, yeah, so it was a really exciting time. And, and then obviously Tommy and uh, Linda and Sarah, as it was then, oh. uh, came to speak to me about this, you know, idea of the comedy festival and invited me to be on the steering group. So kinda of got in tow with got in tow with them and and that's been it pretty much ever since. Because right. yeah, yeah. the venues that you've then programmed generally so you will give all your stuff in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, I... yeah the garage, which was <laughs> so that was a weird one as well. So then when Cotiers eventually got a, a heritage lottery grant um. for you know 1.89 million or something it felt like a lot more money then than it sounds now to, I don't. <laughs> to kind of restore the like the fabric of the building because like the, the church building's quite unique um and it was going to be shut for four years and and by that point so so I, by that point i had started producing comedy in courtiers but as my own company, because again, because it was a charitable trust, they couldn't take like a financial risk on shows. They could just rent out the space. That was all that they were allowed to do. And so we were missing all these opportunities because obviously, you know, big agents or or tour promoters or whatever down south don't want to 
hire a space and then get somebody to the box office and then get the bus not really on there. You know, on their dark. Time. <laughs> um, so we were missing, and it was such a good room. Because obviously, think about a church, right? Yeah. It's built what? for one voice to be heard really well yeah. everywhere. You know? yeah. It's perfect, perfect uh, for comedy. Um, so I was getting really frustrated. So I, I just kind of asked the board if I could just hire the venue for myself. And it's like, obviously, you co sign everything, so I'm not uptenting funny, you know, uh, it's just so that we're not missing these chances. Yeah. So, because I think one of the first things was. Mark Thomas. So, the, Mark, so at the time, Mark Thomas was only doing, he would only do weeknights because he wanted to be home with his family at the weekend when the kids were young. And so he was doing a bit of the Tron for two nights and they'd sold out, they both sold out kind of immediately. And they didn't have like a, a few date the other night. So they sublet courtiers to put on like an extra night and Mark came and never ever forget it. Like, I mean, I'd, I've always been a comedy fan, obviously, but that is definitely one of the most seminal. Right. Points in my well, is it over the top to say in my life? Maybe, but certainly in my career, certainly in my working yeah, life. Yeah. Um. So he came in. I think it was a show about the Lesser Dam. I don't know if you if you heard it, Dam Busters. Yeah. And so his so it was all about um the building of the Lesser Dam, and you know obviously he does the work around. You know he obviously does the kind of the protesting of it and the challenging of these situations that a lot of people were being displaced basically by this dam getting built. And so he tells a story and it's funny and everybody's laughing. It's a full room and I'm like, well, this is what I want. I want a room full of people laughing, you know, in this space. This is what we need to make happen. I'm formulating these ideas about hiring the venue and all that. And then at the end, so he tells all these stories about all the people he meets along the way and everything. And then at the end, I think, sorry, also by that point we were paying the ushers, I think everybody was getting a tenor expenses or something. By that point, we'd managed to do a bit better for ourselves <laughs> since the day the Baltic players. And uh, at, at the end of it, he just goes, he just stops. And then he starts talking about how, he starts recapping everybody that's been in the story. Okay. And he starts yeah. going, such and such the translator um, was uh, kidnapped and raped and then the video was sent back to her family and then did it and it's like this like these people you've laughed at that he's done this totally. accent for that he's done the physical characteristics yeah. for that you've all been roaring and greeting at you know for hours and it's like bang 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 and it gets faster and faster and faster and by the end of it we were all absolutely I was sobbing oh. and when I went to get him off stairs stand side of stage and he came off and I just looked at him and the two of us burst into tears and he was just hugging me he was like you're right and I was like I don't know if I am all right like uh -huh. I genuinely yeah, yeah. don't know if I am and it was so and it, and I think that's the moment like if I could tell that story or tell it more succinctly than I do because I'm a rambler but if, if there's a way I could encapsulate that and get that in front of the kind of people that say that comedy isn't an art oh, or that don't think comedy is important or don't think it serves any other purpose. Like the power in that moment, like if anybody, if I could get anybody to understand that, I wouldn't ever have a single problem with anyone funding, funding uh -huh. comedy or understanding comedy or shouting about comedy from the fucking rooftops, do you know? Like it was, and everybody, every single hour that night, and you're talking about, Students have got nothing, you know, like volunteer ushering and stuff. They're not, you know, weren't there, but every single person without, I never even suggested or mentioned it. They all got together and they put their money in and they would want that to go to the appeal and all okay. that. I mean, it changed everything. I've got a pal now, 20 years later, who was a volunteer usher for me then. You know, our, our son's my kind of, my son's co brosted like, not religious, but my, I think to my godson, right? yeah, yeah. My, my best wee pal. Uh -huh. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, 
And we still talk about that. Like, we still talk mm-hmm. about how we felt that night. And she, and it's changed her. Like, it's changed a lot for her and the work that she's gone on to do. And people have got no idea until they're in a moment like that. And that would never, that <clears throat> message that he gave at the end would never have ever been, had in light the power if I hadn't for <coughs> hour and a half a comedy that came before it. No, and, and it would have, you know, uh, you know, you know, a politician standing up and talking for half an hour yeah. would not have had that impact, right. you know. Uh, and and it's that it's that power of bringing, you know, people to life as yeah. well. He's brought them to life, you know. He's fleshed them out. Yeah. So the bonded under- them together as well, yeah. like and connected their humanity, uh-huh. like through because I we totally geeking out <laughs> recently, and I went to this lecture at uh, Strathclyde Uni. Um, I wish I could remember the woman's name. She was absolutely fantastic. But she studies the the neuroscience basically of laughter. Okay, right. <laughs> and uh, and she was talking. She was talking a lot about how um, like laughter is the only primal response, the only positive primal response that we share as humans. Okay, right. So everything else is fear or anger or um, like aggression or you know everything else or disgust. Like right, they're, so they're, all, they're all like kind of yeah, and they're all hardwired into us. They're, they're physical responses that involuntary responses do you know <laughs> and like laughter is the only positive one that's that happens like that uh-huh. and she said also she was talking about how it's not even necessarily what you're saying although as a cue to that it's, it's important but laughing in a room with other people it, it bonds you it's, you it's you at the same time making yourself not an outsider because you're laughing along but also letting other people know that you're empathetic to their feelings you're mirroring feelings, feelings. each other yeah. and that's why like, I mean, obviously, I think there's a, a lot that we can do in the digital space, and it's really exciting. I think there's lots of opportunity, especially for artists to connect with their own audiences and yes. have their own power, and that's amazing. But there is nothing like being in a room full of people laughing. There just isn't, and there won't ever right. be. And it was lovely to hear, like, a professor tell me. That's that's nice. Well, that was... Uh, I, that was... It was. It wasn't me then. Purely protecting my ego that I didn't do any Zoom gigs. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Locked down because I just went. No. I couldn't wait because I because my genuine belief was, you know, and I and I'm not slang. Obviously, people done them for their own reasons. That's but important. I, you know, yeah, it was important yeah. to be just to you know for their own finances, yeah. for their own things. But uh, I just thought I wouldn't. Something gets. So far from what it's originally meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, somebody standing in front of people and them having a communication, a dialogue mm-hmm. together, you know, or, or, you know, a monologue, but it's it's a conversation yeah. of you know, someone talks, people laughing, coming together. But it's a, and, you're so right. It is you know, a conversation, right? Uh, like it's not just because the other just because the other people aren't saying speaking uh-huh. words, it doesn't mean it's not. A oh, because you're yeah, when yeah, you because yeah. you're when you're on stage, you're. Yeah, and it's and you're reading things from them that you can't get via a screen. Yeah, you know as much as you can see them, you're not, you know, and they're not in, as invested as well because you're by, you know, you went the I think I done I, I did a stream I did a, a what do you call it? It was a it was a big interactive wall, right? So I was so it felt like an audience, mm-hmm. but they were still no there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it was it fortunately it was me just sat in front of my laptop in the house but it was a proper kind of interactive green screen wall thing mm. um, but he, he still wanted there because there was still folk going like that when he passed the Maltesers <laughs> you get that remote do you know what I mean did you take that out of the freezer do you know yeah. right, so they're not it was a mean setting you know, right, right. and it was it was great it was fine and I, and I loved it but 
it, it's still glad to be back in the room. Right? It was it was yeah. great to be back in the room, yeah. you know, and that that made that made all the difference. And I think I think you're quite right. Yes, yeah. about that. Uh, so over the over the over the twenty years of the festival, yes, um, you know that, that you've been involved. So what what because that might well, a Pretty powerful memory. <laughs> I know that was the that was the festival. I was well, it was, but, um, was, was it, it the uh, might be the first year right, of the festival, right, right. or literally uh, maybe the year of the steering group of the festival. Like it was all. Right. Forgive me, my memory is not what it was, yeah. not what it once was. But I mean that kind of that led on to so like, I think Mark's next Mark's next tour was about the uh, arms trade about arms yeah, th that was the one I remember. and so yeah so he so I've actually got claim to fame I've got a thank you in that bit because we set up the day that he was meant to be playing Cotiers so that's so sorry the end of that story was he was like I, I love this place I only ever want to play yeah, yeah, Cotiers and so he, he came back to Cotiers for all his tours after that for a long time and um, he so he, he turned up the day of his gig for that tour and he's like oh, oh my god oh my god I've got to have a, I've got to have a phone call I've got to have a phone call with this guy and it was basically a setup. it was the setup. wow the story um I'm so sorry no it must have been his previous tour because it was uh, yeah. the advance so it was the setup. this sting phone call and he's like I, I need to fuck I need to record it and I don't know how do I record it I don't know what to do well that so we locked him in the cupboard <laughs> caught ears <laughs> he's like, I can't have any like if the guy hears this is a set up. I'm dead. Well, I'm dead. They were like, okay. So I had three of the bar staff on the outside of the CR, and then the KP was standing <laughs> at, the, at the kind of stage door bit. I was outside the office. Ian, the sound tech that was on that night, had come in early, had rigged this like equipment for him so he could record it. And he was like, honestly, it was like, the, I mean, the office was made out of jet rock. Like, we didn't have a lot of money or something. It was made out of like jet rock, and the door was pretty much leaned against the frame. You know, it wasn't really even attached. The whole place was held together with gaffer tape. But I loved it. I loved. Never loved anywhere more. And it was an absolute shambles. And uh, and yeah, and he recorded this thing, and it was just. I mean, it was wild. Like that's <laughs> so wild. You know, right? and everyone was just like literally holding their breath, going, <laughs> just waiting for somebody to go, bring that fire around the back, John, or something. You know, and it's like it's all that everybody saw. <laughs> so it's super tight. Uh, so there's all these kind of really special moments like that. You know? It was really good. So, so what's the kind of plans and differences um, in this year's festival compared to? compared to others? Well, I think for, for us, a big thing is, so it's a, it's a kind of three-year plan, if you like, to try and get, because what we really want to do for the next three years is to really do a lot of listening and kind of, and talking and connecting all together. Uh, you know, the kind of collaboration that we talked about last year, that festival, like that's something that we definitely want to continue and hold on to. So, um, you know, there's a, there's not any kind of, big massive you know structure changes or big fancy ideas but we've got a, you know we've got a lot of additional aspects i guess mm -hmm. um and it, the kind of uh, it's not a, a slogan or a tagline or anything but something in our heads is bringing comedy out the basement as well so um just about broadening yeah the reach of comedy and making it clear just how important and relevant it can be in so many different spaces yes um i mean it'll always always have its heart in a beer soaked basement like <laughs> I know there's no getting no one's interested in changing, changing that, that uh -huh. but it's also not just that I, know, I, I like how you had to sort of I like how you had to sort of underline that so you didn't end up with a big daily mail oh woke <laughs> woke lefties want to take comedy out of basements oh, 
We all make you know, we jump out. 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 The thing about Glasgow is comedy happens everywhere all the yes. time. Anyway, well, that's the whole thing. Um, so when we say Glasgow is the funniest city in the world, that's I have absolutely uh, no pause in saying that at all. So, like, quite just, a lot of people have said, "Oh, that's a bold claim." I'm like, "Is it? Is surely it's just a given, man? Like everybody, you know, at, at every interaction that you have in your day, every uh, interaction point is an opportunity for the most minuscule stand-up comedy routine. <laughs> like it, it absolutely is. It's just in the bud. It's in the DNA. There's no getting away from I, it. Like. I was, I was, I'd been a hairdresser and, and I, this kind of fella sort of shuffles in. But the worst for wear, one with another, yeah. you first. And I'm like, aye, you can that beard done. And I went, aye, fuck's sake. <laughs> It's like waiting in somebody with two heads. Right. So you're waiting in somebody with two heads. I'm here all week. I'm here all week. I'm like, devastate. I'm like, fair enough. What still, do you even say to that? I mean, you're like, I was very well done. So waiting in somebody with two heads. <laughs> so you, wait, it does, it just happens places yeah. anywhere, you know? No, absolutely. Um, and it is so, you know, it's right that we celebrate it. Everywhere as well, because of, as the festival, you know, and I think like there are, you know, there are a lot of kind of community elements that we're looking forward to really building kind of significantly like going forward. But then there's just there's just a lot of exciting additional events generally. So we've got things like um, our kind of late late shows. So it's GICF afters, and uh, that's going to be in Sleigh. And that'll be kind of late, late night hangout. So I think yes. we're open till three, potentially, three. if there is demand for such. Exactly. I'm <laughs> sure there is. Um, and that'll be a kind of bit of a raucous, chaotic With collection of all kinds of waves and strays from the night, whoever whoever is going to turn up and rock up and do their thing, you know? Yeah, and, and, and you know, late shows like that can be really, really exciting, you know? Because yeah. uh, it's lovely because you'll, you'll see people that you don't, no, but you also see people that you do know maybe doing something totally different that they wouldn't do as part of their show, you know. Because because it, it happens. I mean, there's been <laughs> there's been times I've done, you know, I've been talking about the city. I've done a couple of multi act shows. I've maybe done a solo show, you know. And I remember I was just it was Chris and Yvonne. This Chris is so. <laughs> this is. I, I think this was. I walked into a late show in in. Uh, it was in Blackfriars, yeah, yeah. and I'm like that. Oh, this is like the fourth time that night they were about to see me. Do you know what I mean? And he'd only intended to see me once, but I'd obviously filled in for other people. To, I don't know what, but do you know what? But the, I'm like that, right? I cannot give them that same chat, you know? Yeah. So it ends up a better show because I'm like, right, 
you, so you're pulling things at your backside. You know, you you as a comic, you test yourself. So your toes, yeah. you're on your toes. You're doing stuff that's a wee bit kind of out there that will probably get us cancelled by the right wing place. <laughs> they don't do canceling. Uh, but um, no, filming allows you. Know, for, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so that's so there's always that slightly sort of dangerous element. Yeah. Could, and also the acts themselves are kind of if they've had a night of you know several shows. I, they don't want to be saying the same thing again and yeah. as a late show there is an expectation that you can go every bit of mind your edges you know uh, so they're, they're always good fun yeah. so that, so the late, so the late I'm looking forward to that because it's also a three minute roll in the, the road from my house exactly. <laughs> so because that's so that's the the, the GICF Glasgow after yeah, well, that's a, a sleigh. sleigh and they'll be the Friday and Saturdays yeah. during the festival and and also so so there'll be like, you know, there'll be a kind of performer space as well. Because, you know, we have actually got a lot of people from out of town, even just, you know, in the curated part of the festival, but also in the open access kind of part of the festival. Uh-huh. So just off their own volition are, are coming. And it would, you know, we really want to create that space where people are maybe from out of town and don't know or aren't as comfortable as the city have somewhere to be that will be other yeah. people around. and. So it's a performer. It's a yeah. If it's so a performer, come and mingle with the performers. Oh, come and see the stall. Come and see the stall. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that so that that'll be lovely. That'll yeah. be lovely as well. Really? Uh, and also, I believe you've got you know, this. This isn't. This is probably a new innovation altogether. We've never had this before. Uh, we have the Sir Billy Connolly Spirit of Glasgow Awards. Oh, uh, so explain. Exciting, right? that, that's very exciting. Uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's Glasgow, you should really like to get excited about it, but it is. It's, I, I, it's I, cool, right? I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not even going to hide the fact because I've just been a fanboy for years. Absolutely, and, me too. Like, there's, there's no point. Who is he? I know, who is it? He's a, he's a person, right? Everybody just goes, I know, cool. Like, and I uh-huh. get it. Everybody's just completely and utterly uselessly fan, you know, fangirl or boy and uh-huh. other. And, uh, and, it's, and it's more, and it's actually, I think, uh, for me, I think it's more about his, it's, it's, it's not just about his comedy. There's something about his soul, you know. Hundred percent. There's, um, there's something about his soul. There's something about who he is, and I, and I, I think we could. I think if we could more all, uh, be more Billy, if we could yeah. all be more Billy, just how he interacts with people, deals with folk, you know, heaven and so like joyful in uh-huh. itself, and from and not like. You know, not not from a place of comfort, you know, at all. No. Quite the opposite, obviously. and But still so kind of given of spirit, still, you know, as kind of youthfully exuberant, no matter yeah. what his age brings him. <laughs> no, 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 like and, and again, a bit, you know, what we're saying before, like these highly intelligent working class men, yes. you know, and so, you know, and even through his music and through his art and yep. just always learning, always creating, always changing, always funny, you know, uh, but, you know, a, a man's man, but a hippie and a bit, do you know, like, no, he, he, no, he was everything, you know, day, and no? he was never, ever, you know, and he never, ever, he never, ever punched down. No, you know, never. Uh, he was, there was warmth in his, in his comedy, even when he was talking about people of, Different types, you know, yeah, be it nationalities or sexualities or whatever yeah. it is. That you know, there was always there was always an appreciation, a warmth, and a wee, and a wee bit of a celebration yeah. about was, him. Uh, yeah, I think it was all always like almost like a kind of 
like in that kind of childish curiosity way if he was think, talking about things that were the other to him uh-huh. like things that weren't known to him like you say different nationalities or sexualities or whatever it was always with like almost like a sense of wonder like rather uh-huh. than I, well, a was sense that... of fear or distrust or anything you know was... I don't know well, I was you know as speaking as a gay man you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was one of the first times I ever heard sort of like homosexuality sort of been mentioned and spoken about, and it's and it was this beautiful wee joke. And I think I think it's the Atlantic Bridge album that he's on. Yeah, and he just painted this picture, and I kind of went, which was so, you know, a gay joke in the seventies. You know, you would generally be said, and you know, you would be sick and terrified of what it is, and it's just a oh, guy walks into a bar and he went, "Hey, how come this place is called the Homosexual Arms?" The barman says, hold on a minute, I'll ask the wife. Oh, Harry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's beautiful because it paints this kind of, yeah. we put, oh, we've got a pub called Homosexual. Where is this that these two folk sort of worry in? Yeah. Don't, do you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not being hassled. This thing just comes in, does they get anything? Yeah. The wife's called Harry and like, and nobody's upset. I thought there was, yeah, so, there was no reaction. There was no reaction. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take it any further. There was yeah. just this general, well, that's quite odd, great. And then, so he doesn't realise that he's in a gay relationship and he just lived the life. And I thought there was something really sweet. You painted a nice me. 100%. Yeah. So, you gave your top me that, you know? But you're so right as well, though, because, and it, and it's also, again, why comedy so important. And because it, it's one of the first art forms to drive home social messages uh-huh. and how the social. Um, tone is changing so for him to mention you know for, like you say in this you know to talk about homosexuality or to for for any of these for any of these topics that come up that some parts of society seem to feel that it's challenging to, uh-huh. to accept for whatever reason would comedy if comedy is done in that way where it's talking about it and bringing it into the general conversation but not punching down on it uh, and they also what it's preaching. doing is breaking it really gently and uh-huh. feeding it in, in, you know, digestible bites to people that might otherwise uh, struggle with such a thing. Uh-huh. And it's drip feeding that message to a, a mass populace uh-huh. that wouldn't sit and read, you know, maybe wouldn't sit and read. Oh, I'm not going to sit and read Peter Tatchell's latest uh-huh. massive, yeah. do you know what I mean? Or I wouldn't go and see but that, a film at the GFT about uh-huh. it or, and, you know, like, but it's well, that, was a, in, in that a, message and forwarding that on, you know. You know, in a really small joke. Yeah, tiny, You yeah. know, he's he's normalised people. Oh, yeah. well, there's gay people that live together and have a business and folk going down the pub. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, these are folk in society, yeah. <laughs> which is really nice. Uh, so, so, yes, so the... Yes, the award. So, 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 so the award, the 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 Billy the Sir Billy Connolly Spirit of Glasgow Award. What is what is what is, what is what that? Is Explain <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's tricky, right? Because what is the Spirit of Glasgow? It's pretty indefinable, and I think um, you know, like Billy's quote that he, that he gave us when we were speaking to him about the award was like. Um, you know, it's totally indefinable. Many men and women have tried. <laughs> uh, they'll just need to be a nutter like me, I think. <laughs> uh, and I think it is one of those things that you know it when you see it, right? But we've kind of broken it down into five kind of criteria that we think um, most kind of sums that up, you know, sums up the spirit of Glasgow or, or leads towards it anyway. And funnily enough, arguably the, the kind of criteria that makes the best comedy as well. Okay, right. Honest. Um, so, and actually a lot of what we just talked about like really backs it up. So that idea of being as tough as you are, as warm as you are tough. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Do you know, like, so being, you know, 
being kind of unrelenting and unapologetic and um like you're saying, you know, he delivers these jokes, but they're never punching down. Uh-huh. And they can be tough jokes, and there's swearing, and there's hard language, and it's punch <clears throat> jokes, you know. But they're never at the yeah, they're not at the cost of others. Oh, those... Certainly not at the cost of others that are doing worse off than you, uh-huh. you know. And that's really important and crucial um, to both, I think. And uh, yeah, being kind of unapologetic and uh, kind of triumph through adversity. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, a lot of the things that we've we've already talked about. Being resilient, being resilient. It, well, being funny, first of all. Aye, oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the leading one. I'm not looking for a mountain climber. That... No, no. <laughs> yeah, over some adversity. Four hundred and fifty-seven Monroe's. <laughs> no, that's that's not really what we're looking for. Uh, but yeah, so it's. Um, you know, as a as a festival previously, I haven't really done awards, which I I totally agree with. And I, you know, awards are great and they've got their place. But for me, I just felt like it was really important that if we were going to do an award, it was something different and of value. And I would rather do one big proper award uh-huh. than end up being like, oh, best double act with a hat and a beard. Uh-huh. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. just and no, and that really is. I'm not. I'm not being sniffy about uh, awards because I think the ones that are done, just they are done really, really well. But I'm not sure that we've got much to add to that. I guess is the thing. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of covered, right? Aye. Um. So, I think for this, for me though, it felt really important and really different and something that is unique to Glasgow, and and I mean, like I mean, as far as I know. You know, Billy Connolly's not giving his name to anything, and no. So that I mean, it's just beyond an honour. Well, that's like so beyond. Honestly, it's a, it's one of those mind bending things where you go, oh, wouldn't it be great if? And then suddenly, it months later, you're like, how is this? <laughs> I sorry, became a thing. Yeah, like I don't really. I, I kind of because no, I mean, I'm it, not overawed by a lot of people, right? No. But I like I'm just totally. I'm just blown away by him, like as a, as a person, and the fact that he, he's willing to use his time to kind of correspond with us about this and work uh, with us on it, and it's just yeah, maybe that, that's just special, sweet, and, you know? and it's and it's you know he has inspired generations of us. You know, we you know the, the, essentially the, the the forum that we work in yeah. was, was made by him, yeah, um, and and that's you know and that's. So that is, is it's a Glaswegian form of telling yeah. a, just telling a story, do you know? Yeah. Um and you know, and it's it's it's, it's just obviously he's you know, he's taking that and just we you know, we know he's always taking his you know, an interest in he's never you know, he's never left us really. You know, he's always he knows what's happening, yeah, he knows what's absolutely. going on. Yeah, uh, you know, he's back here. He's, all the time. Yeah, he's not. Well, I know he's back here all the time because I never meet him. <laughs> he spends an awful lot of time running about near my house, but I never bump into him. Yeah. You know, so if you are listening, Billy, gonna <laughs> gonna give him gonna, gonna give him You know, right? when you're running about this, when you're running about the salt market, you know, or, uh, the gallery, gonna give us a shout. I'll, you know, if you could stand there, you know, I might. Even wash my hair. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'll run down the stairs or something. No, because I just say it's always it. Well, well, it's because genuinely. You do your, I know. I'll, I'll, st- I'll, I'll stick. No, I mean, no. I'm just in there. I mean, I'm. <laughs> oh, in, yeah, it's worse. You know, <laughs> I can see his. I can see his mural from my window. Right? <laughs> the John Byrne mural is 
there I open my window and I, I pass them every day so I do um, and then I'll go and put the telly on at night and then there he is in the port of Scotland he was in the corner I was like how is that how is that possible why have I never met him uh, he's both been seen in the same place at the same time oh aye well we're not no, no, get <laughs> I think yeah I mean the award is just it's just awesome. I'm just so thrilled and privileged and, and, to have it. And so that'll be it's judged by kind of an independent panel of judges, yeah. which I think we're announcing shortly. Today, we're announcing today. Oh, we announced it today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's kid. going to be given at going to be awarded at the closing gala, which is going to take place on Sunday, the second of April, at the Kings. Because that's a that's like a new th- that's the new thing as well, the, yes. the closing gala that's just uh-huh. what have never been done. No, so the closing gala um, was just really a kind of chance to come together at the end of the festival mm-hmm. and, and celebrate. Obviously, when we knew the award was happening, it just seemed like a, a fitting thing to do as well. But the gal, like, I think the gala was all from memory. I don't know, it's all seeking into one, to be honest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the gala was, was on the cards anyway, but we're just really looking forward to kind of seeing off the end of the festival with, you know, the kind of the great, the good, the festival and, and having a bit of a celebration and having everybody there with us that's contributed to the festival and, um, yeah, just kind of signing off with it with a big hurrah. We Sunday afternoon libation. That's a never. Wee, a wee laugh at the Kings and let everybody crack on. I mean, what, what a better way, you know, there's no better way to go out than I'd... at the Kings. You know, a beautiful theatre with, um, you know, all your favourite acts, yeah. you know, that they. Um, yeah, if, you know, if, if something's happened in your world and you can only see one show in the festival, then make it the closing gala because you'll see a bit of loads. Bit of loads. A bit of loads. Uh-huh. So if you're t- see if, you, if you've got a short attention span, if you're not like, do you know, if you're for whatever reason, <laughs> you can't sit, something's happened to you, you can't sit down for long. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's the one. Just the one show all day, then that's... That's the one. Hit. That's the one that's yeah, happened. Yeah. And uh, yourself, if you get... If you get picks or favourites that you would recommend uh, oh, festival yeah, goers I see that Bairn is are you I know I know I know I know I appreciate you know since you know in my role as a host it would be impolite for you to pick mine but I know you know what I mean well, so I actually just was about to say <laughs> but I believe that some of your events are not really Going to be available for them as long well, as well. That well, that's uh, well. Uh, well, my manky minced waddle. I'm doing Scott Agnew's <laughs> Scott, Scott Agnew's manky minced waddle. That uh, would have been my pick. Well, that but like, it's sold out. Yeah. We're already we're already so we're already sold out because it is it's a walking tour <laughs> uh, round about a uh, sort of Glasgow sort of city centre kind of Merchant City Salt Market Trongate. Um Basically, what I realise is that. But over the past twenty years, I basically do a lot of my material run about what a square mile run about my house. Right? So, um, I can actually do a full walking tour. <laughs> so you can hear if you've seen me before. So there's you can hear all the stories, but in the location that they actually happened, right? Um, so that's so you could go around and it's an hour, hour and a half, but it's sold out. So that that's gone anyway. So I know that would have been so. So I've just we've just wasted time on the podcast. But, that is, but yeah, but, but, oh, but other shows are available. That's going to be special. It's going to be good fun. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, as long as people aren't like, as long as people that are there 
No, what? <laughs> well, no, well, it's, well, there, there are some dirty stories as well. Like, there's some dirty stories as well. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a contact Well, it's an over 18s. Yeah. But the, for, the 40 folk there, they'll, they'll yeah. know. No, no, they, they will already know. Uh, uh, but, uh, but others. Hope uh, you've kept my guessing. Uh, aye. <laughs> well, <laughs> or I'll just lag along just, with that. <laughs> I, will, I, I don't know whether to say this, maybe cut this out. No, but my fear is because I went. I went protesting against the anti-vaxxers yeah. the other week, <laughs> counter-protesting, not on purpose, but I, I was in a cafe Nero enjoying a Sicilian lemon meringue, right? And then the, anti-vax, then the anti-vaxxers turned up, the anti-covid deniers, and they also, they did, they're just anti-everything. Yeah. Uh, and me and my pal, who happened to have a bullhorn loudspeaker, then stood playing disco tunes. Um, <laughs> disco tunes, uh, gay anthems, because yeah. <laughs> they were LGBT inclusive education and LGRR. So we played that for like three hours and it really pissed them off. They really yeah. didn't like Lady Gaga born this way, like, oh, no. very angry about that. Mm. Um, so my fear is now that I could just, when I'm out there, my man came, <laughs> there, my man came in model, we then have, we now have you know, a squad of the old anti vaxxers yeah. sort of running behind us. Um, but fortunately, I would actually. Making control. <laughs> well, I'll do it. You went better. I know. By the end of the Benny Hill show, just <laughs> folks chasing one another around the turn. You know. <laughs> but at least they, they don't know. They don't know where my route is. No. <laughs> I am the only person that knows the routes. You know, so it is. Uh, so that'll be good fun. So I um, any other any other yeah, recommendations? I, Sorry. Honestly, there's there is loads. There is. Nearly 400, I think, by the time we had the community um, events and everything in. So uh, what I would say is just take a punt on something. Yeah. Like really just stick a pin in the brochure and whatever it is, go and see it. Just for, you know, just for shits and giggles. Just for shits and giggles. But, you know, there's um, there's like one show in particular, I guess, has kind of really piqued our interest and are and really... I don't know why I kind of feel invested in it, but I really want to see it. And it's uh, Anu Faden Vandenaten. Anu Vandenaten. Yeah, that's the one. Um, and uh, she, her show, BCAD, so Before Children After Diapers. Okay. And right, what right. I think, just like, so she's coming from India. I think she's in Van Winkle. Right. Yep. Right. Uh, one of the shows, uh, I'm sure it's Van Winkle. And she, so she's like this insanely celebrated triathlete in India. She's a patent engineer. She's a filmmaker. Like just this insanely accomplished, interesting woman. Uh-huh. And just talking about um I guess the the kind of differences of what like the great leveler that mother is. <laughs> <laughs> really care about any yeah. of those things and, and just as and and I'm really interested obviously that's a kind of I was going to say it's a hot topic, but it's probably a hot topic to me, a you know, forty-three-year-old mother, yeah, I... and probably not to everybody else. But it just feels like you know, a lot of perimenopause chat, all that kind of stuff going on. It feels like quite a live topic. But I'm really interested to hear, particularly how it plays out in a in a different, completely different culture. Uh, yes, I would uh-huh. So, um, I think I'm super excited about that. But there's, I mean, there's loads, and like there's the wholesome prison blues guys who are just doing. Insanely amazing work, and they're doing their prison tours. Yep. And so we have Berlinia's event. We know that. Oh, well, that's it. That's a, a posi- I, 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 is it the first festival in the world that's a good prisons as a venue? Oh, <laughs> which which would be very Glasgow, to be honest. Claro. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I haven't been thinking about I'm, I'm well, 
I'm willing to bet, unless, you know, unless no, just um, the last have done a San Quentin special. San Quentin, yeah. At some point, I don't know. I don't think so. The, uh, now, obviously, those those gigs in the prison, tickets are not available no, no, for those shows. She can't those. I mean, you would, unless you I maybe... Mean, she really wanted unless, to have a life commitment, uh, you know. To, unless you maybe not seven bells out of somebody in October yeah. and your case is up this month. <laughs> yeah. You might you be might, lucky with the time. You might be lucky with the time. You know. but, uh, but otherwise, just, just buy a ticket and go and see them in one of the other, other venues. Because <laughs> I think they're doing kind of three or four different venues across the, the city that kind of spreading it. Uh, there's quite a few shows they're doing, which I really like. Again, I think that's something that's kind of new for the festival. It's something that would be nice to develop going forward. It's almost like a mini tour of the city. Yeah. Like, so... Yeah, just so people have got like a guy, you know, a gig in the kind of north and the south. These, well, you know what different parts of the city are. Uh, why well, 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 no, 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 you're, you're, actually, you're, you're right to explain it to yeah. me. As I just said earlier, you know, generally I don't move out my no, square mile, run about my <laughs> the square mile, run about my house. So I say, no, you're, you're right to explain it to me. That's what it's like. No, well, that'll, that'll be something. I'll need to get a visa or something yeah, like that well, to, to, just to do yourself. gigs like that. Uh-huh. So <laughs> Um, but yeah, that'll be that'll be super exciting. They're just doing it's just an amazing thing for them to be doing, and um, I'm looking for really looking forward. To it. So they're there are other so they've been doing prison tour, and partly finish the tour. I think although I think it's going to end up being a continuing project, but they'll end up in Barlini as part of the festival, and alongside their other their other dates. But the other dates they'll also be talking about. Yes, they're doing the routine that they do in the prison, but they'll also be asking talking about what happened. Stories from the prison. The present. So that's um, that's super exciting. I can't wait to catch. That's going to be fab. That's, that's going to be fab. Yeah. Well, I it's been an absolute delight talking to you. I think we've yeah. covered everything. Um, ticked all the boxes. Have I think we've ticked all the boxes. Uh, just remind us when the Glasgow Comedy Festival starts. The Glasgow International Comedy Festival starts on Wednesday the 15th of March, March. and runs until Sunday the 2nd of April. April. Uh, thank you for doing that because I forgot to write that down. <laughs> uh, there are tons of events on at the Glasgow International Comedy Festival 2023. Uh, grab yourself a brochure at participating venues uh, or check out the website, uh, all the W's at glasgowcomedyfestival.com get yourself some tickets uh, to see whatever there's tons to do and see uh, go and see some go see some big names go see some names you've no heard of uh, take a punt in things go to multi-act shows come and join us late at night in yeah. Slay um, and you can hang about and get a wee swally with us um, so Thank you very much uh, once again for being my guest today, uh, Festival Director Krista McDonald. Thank you for having me. Cheers. And to close today's podcast, we have our final Festival Fast Five. This Festival Fast Five comes from Chris Linett. Hello there, I'm Chris Linett, the world's only bass playing comedian. My comedy autobahn shows on at McCool's Trongate on Sunday the 19th of March at 7pm. I look back at why and how I bevy the way I do. It's probably because I was a Glasgow gagster, angry in London. I'm no stranger to the old uh, RUC Crime Stopper Land Rover either. I'll introduce the original car crash couple, myself and the lovely greeting faced. Charlie. Uh, we're online dating. On a first date, I always do a meet and greet. We met She Gret. And she's no stopped greeting since. My favourite Glasgow memory, well, aye, that'd be watching Motorhead at the Barrowlands. Now, see, the bar is right, they do a thing that I've never seen done anywhere else. 
is a kind of service to the community, the JK community. At the top of stairs, there's a wee guy selling room temperature tins for a slab for the Jakeys like me that can't even wait in the queue for the cold stuff at the bar. So I guess to the top, there's a guy, a like-minded individual, who's just availed of a tin. He sinks it and starts marching like a wee tin suger. Straight as I die. Then, straight down the stairs. So as he's getting oxtered out, I point to him and say, I'll have whatever he's drinking. Uh, Ten minutes later, I'm following in his footsteps. Uh, I come down the stairs with all the grace of Crystal Carrington on Crystal Meth. Twenty minutes later, when the Polish truncheons are dancing on my dish, I thought to myself, Little man, you've had a busy day. The rest of the memory's a wee bit hazy, right enough. But the court documents seem plausible enough. So, this Jake will be more than happy enough to do his service to the community whenever I'm allowed back into it. Something people should see or do in Glasgow, right? On a frosty night, go to the top of Queen's Park. Tooled up, of course. I used to go there and look right down Victoria Road at Glasgow, shimmering in the horizon. And honestly, you can sense the power and the energy in that city. Then I'd go to Queen's Park Cafe for a few jars, and one frosty night I did that. And the lassie storms out just before I went in. Boyfriend comes flying out straight after her, raging. He then proceeds to skate out onto the road and go on his kite. <coughs> we all laughed. And they went home happy, but it was it was a magical moment. And it was like something out of a Blue Nile album. Right, my favourite joke. I sometimes open my show with this. And it's the following. Hello! This is my very first zero hour contract. Goodbye! So the best heckle I've ever witnessed, right? It wasn't even wasn't even at a comedy club. It was my first ever concert. I had made it a playhouse. The wee merchandise guys walking about. Get your t-shirts. Get your t-shirts. Some wide for the audience shouts. Fuck your t-shirts. Wee t-shirt guy says, Oh, you're a clever You actually paid to get in here the night. And it was at that moment I knew exactly what I wanted to be.